Good morning, everybody. We are at the movies this morning. We have another movie feature film, and um, we're going to get started in just a few minutes. But I have the privilege this morning of introducing our guest. I'm not speaking today. I'm Stacy Fry. I'm Pastor Derek's wife. So um, we had an amazing ladies' day yesterday. Woohoo! It was awesome. We all got pampered, so um, we are feeling really good today. But I, I wanted to introduce our um, special guest. She's a special dear friend to me. She's wonderful. Um, her name is Val Ellery, and I just want to tell you a few things of what she's doing. When I say world changer, literally world changer. And I'm going to tell you a few of the countries that she's changing these um, starting from young kids all the way up. But she's, first of all, Val is a wife and a mother of four children. She's a grandmother. And she is a best-selling author and speaker. She has written many reading curriculums that are um, used as undergraduate curriculums and um, across the country. So she also, those are, those are just a few of the things that are very dear to her heart. But here's some new things that she's been doing that are amazing. So how many of you have heard of um, Christine Kane? Anybody? Okay. So she does the A21 campaign, which rescues people from human trafficking. Okay. Well, Christine Kane and her company has asked Val to write a curriculum to be able to put into the school systems to educate children of how to be aware of those things to save them from that, to be able um, to, to kind of rescue them before they're even put in that situation. So she's working with A21. She's working with, how many of you have heard of Hillsong? Maybe? Heard of that? Okay. She's working with Bobby Houston, doing Shine Hope and doing the same kind of thing, um, being able to educate children and um, people at an early age so that they can be aware of their the situations. Um, Shine Hope. And those two curriculums in A21 and from Shine Hope are in 37 countries. So literally world changer. Um, and then recently she has been working with the Catholic, biggest Catholic editors to bring the word of God to life into the Catholic school systems. And the Pope has taken notice and wants to implement it in all the Catholic school systems. She is a lover of the word. She is a, a, an amazing woman. And then something that kind of hits home with us is recently she's um, gone into the, to Honduras. She's gotten permission from the government there to be able to reform education the whole education system in Honduras, Amen. a country. Amen. And she's doing that also. She's going to be going into um, the Dominican Republic, um, working with the Major League Baseball system and their, um, their like, reform education. What's it called? The Education Initiative. Education Initiative. <laughs> and um, she's going to be going into the DR, the Dominican, where we have our own mission. And so it just, that's dear to our heart, too. So when I say world changer... You can see she's a world changer. And you're going to see her passion. She's passionate about just bringing the love of God to people and um, creating passion and sparking passion in other people. So I would love for you to just give a warm welcome to Val Ellery. She's going to come up in a minute, but give a good warm welcome to Val Ellery if you want to just stand up right there. She is precious to me, but... She's going to come up in a minute and start speaking, but first, we are off to the movies with the movie Up. I am about to let you see something I have never shown to another human being, ever, in my life. You will have to swear you will not tell anyone. Cross your heart. Do it. My adventure book. You know him, <gasps> Charles Munz, explorer. 
When I get big, I'm going where he's going. South America. It's like America, but south. <laughs> Wanna know where I'm gonna live? Paradise Falls, a land lost in time. I ripped this right out of a library book. <gasps> I'm gonna move my clubhouse there and park it right next to the falls. Who knows what lives up there? And once I get there, well, I'm saving these pages for all the adventures I'm gonna have. Only, I just don't know how I'm gonna get to Paradise Falls. That's it! You can take us there in a blimp! Swear you'll take us! Cross your heart! Cross it! Cross your heart! Good, you promised. No backing out. Well, see you tomorrow, kid. Bye. Adventuring up there. You know, you don't talk very much. I like you. Wow. Good morning. It is so good to be in the house of God with you today. And I can so relate to that little girl in there. I want to go see the world. <laughs> you know, I want to say that you guys have an amazing church, amazing pastors. Amen. Let's give it up for your pastors as well. Thank you. I just personally want to thank them for their leadership that they have here at Connect as well as the friendships that they have at our home church. I'm from Bayside Community Church. It's in Florida. So it was cold out this morning. I had to wear my boots. <laughs> I know you guys all have sandals on and, and everything, but I was cold this morning. So we're from Bayside Community Church, and it is an honor to be able to be here with your pastors because they're friends with my pastor. My pastor and his wife is Pastor Randy Bazette and Amy, and I just give them honor for what they're doing back at Florida. My husband is back there. He's associated pastor of our church and we get to pastor over 6,000 members every single week that come through our church and so it's just an honor and it's an honor that you guys gave me the opportunity for the platform today so thank you I take it seriously and I'm excited to be with you as you can see we're going to be studying and unpacking packaging the movie up from it, we're going to extract some very important principles in all the context of relationships because that's what today is all about. But one of the first principles I really want you to think about is something that you just viewed in this clip, and that is girls like to talk. <laughs> and all the guys out there said, this is your chance. <laughs> and the second principle is, that girls like boys who will just be quiet and listen. <laughs> okay, all the girls in the house, that's your chance to say amen. Okay, we are talking about relationships this morning, and I'm not sure that's the best way to start off. <laughs> but I do want to just kind of give you the storyline. In the movie Up, it's all about Carl's life. He's the boy with the big glasses. And he makes this promise, that cross-your-heart promise. How many of you have ever made a cross-your-heart promise to somebody? He made that promise to Ellie, the girl that likes to talk a lot. And in doing so, he promised to help her fulfill her dream and get to Paradise Falls. That's what this whole movie is just about, just trying to fulfill a dream, have a relationship, and get somewhere on the journey. And so in doing that, there's a first point in your notes that I'd love for you just to kind of fill in and see, and I believe they'll put it up here on the screen, that healthy relationships allow us to dream. Dream is your word there. 
And I do believe it's healthy for us to have dreams, visions, excitement, purpose, passion, because that's when we see it and we start to make it come to life with God's help. And so Ellie says something in this particular clip. She goes, I'm going to share with you something I've never told anyone in my entire life. All seven years of it, right? (laughs) She says, I have a dream. And she has Carl cross his heart to help her fulfill that dream. You need somebody in your life that is kind of like a Carl and an Ellie going along life together that helps you fulfill the heart dreams that God has placed inside you. You know, I think about my own relationships and I think about the people that have been my life that have helped me to fulfill where I am today. And it's all about what the Bible says, that we encourage one another and we build each other up. That's your first scripture in your notes, that we build each other up up. Circle the word build. With the word build, I believe that some of you are in here today that you need to hear this word build because you've given up on a few of your dreams. God planted some dreams and hopes and purposes and life innermost secrets inside you and you've had some times that you've doubted just recently. And I'm here to tell you today that God says We're here together in this house at Connect Community Church to encourage you. The word build means to promote or to make something stronger, make something more able. And I can tell you that in my life, I had people all around me that helped me get stronger and more able and promote. And there were times when I just wanted to fall apart and say, I can't do this. You know, we have life bumps. We have life storms. And they come. And it says they will. And James, it says, we will have trials and tribulations, and they will come. But if you've got somebody around you that builds you up, that promotes you, that makes you more able, you can get stronger, and you can stand up, like in the movie Up. You can stand up strong. And so I think about one particular, there's multiple relationships in my life that have caused me to be here. I'm a byproduct of those relationships. But I think about one particular, and that is my dad. All growing up, I was kind of like an Ellie. I had all these visions, and I had vision boards, and I was drawing out this, and I want to see the world. And I remember Dad just always telling me, Girl, I'm so proud of you. You have so much talent. You can do anything. You can be anything. Our words, parents, are powerful. What are you saying to somebody that's special to you? Because they stick with us, good and bad. They can kind of bring a cursing on, or they can bring a blessing on. But I believe my dad continued to encourage me and build me up with his words. Last year, as Miss Stacy said, I had the pleasure a couple years ago to, of connecting with Christine Kane. And in doing so, she had this heart for human trafficking. I had a heart to save the world and protect these children, as well as curriculum background. And our worlds merged together. And in doing so, we've been working on this curriculum. And a year ago, she, her company called and said, come fly out to California and let's work with my team. Let's see if we can just master this and get it out there into the hands of every single student in the United States. That's the goal of ninth and 10th grade students. And just believe and pray with me. We're in with senators and DOEs and we're meeting with like Georgia next month. And it was all about getting them to make it mandatory for ninth and 10th graders. But in doing so, I went to my parents and I was telling my dad and my mom, oh, I'm so excited, I get this opportunity. And then I found out that my dad needed a heart procedure that same week. I thought, hmm, I need to cancel the trip. And my mom and my dad said, no, 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 no. And I remember my dad just looking right at me and saying, you were wired for this. 
You were called for this. You go and do and follow out and make happen what God has put inside you. So the day came, and it was time for me to go, and got to the hospital to say goodbye because they were prepping him for the surgery the next day. And I remember just standing there talking to Dad, and I, he just said it again. I said, Dad, I can cancel. I'll cancel this trip right now if you need me to be here with Mom. And I've got older sister and a younger sister and family that's just so strong. And they said, no, just, just pray. So I grabbed my dad's hand, and I began to pray. And in that prayer, I was just praying for just peace I was praying for my mom because, you know, with dad going into surgery, you've you've been there. If you've been there in the surgery room, the person on the other side that's not in surgery sometimes needs more prayer than the person in surgery. (laughs) I've been there. And so I was praying for my mom and praying for the doctors and just kind of asking for just a calmness to come in that hospital and also for me to be able to get on the plane and be okay. And I remember I said amen. And when I said amen, my dad squeezed my hand and he began to pray. And at that moment, I didn't know it was the final words I'd ever hear of my father's voice. He squeezed my hand, and he began to pray for favor. Favor in my life coming, favor in my life going. He reminded me that I live in the upper room and not the basement, that I am the head and not the tail. And in that prayer, he said he's so proud of me. And he said, go do what God's called you to do. And we said amen and I kissed him goodbye. I stand before you today as a byproduct of healthy relationships. And so, as we go into this next clip, I want you to just kind of think about Ellie in this. Sometimes there's Carls in life that need a little help along the way. (laughs) And so, some of you need an Ellie in your life, somebody that can just take the initiative so that you can go fulfill your dreams. Take a look.
have not fully seen the movie up I encourage you just to go because it's we're going to give you just little clips but it does have such a richness about relationships in life and so with that the next blank in your notes is healthy relationships help us to stand in difficulties and that's exactly what Carl and Ellie had to do they were weathering some tough times they had a lot of cute moments in their life but they also had some trials and some situations and some of you have been in the exact situations that you just saw. And who is with you? Who is there to stand through those difficult times? You know, it says in your scripture right there, the Bible says, by yourself, you're unprotected. By yourself. I just happened to be in Louisiana last weekend speaking. And all I heard from Louisiana all weekend is, oh, you got to go check out this bayou and go see this and have crawfish and do all of that. And I thought about it. I was studying the message and I thought, Oh, they have bayous. That's kind of like by yourself. <laughs> okay, I'm Southern, so I thought that was really cool. <laughs> but they had the loneliest bayou in Louisiana, and that would be that by yourself. You're unprotected. A couple weeks ago, I also sprained my ankle, and I've got a brace on, and that's another reason I'm wearing a boot. But in doing so, I had to kind of be in an air cast and be off my foot for five days, and I went to the orthopedic office. And I happened to walk in, and the girl that was taking care of me had been to Bayside many, many times, but I had just not recently seen her. And so I said, wow, what are you doing now, Michelle? And her whole face changed. And she said, well, I've gone through a really difficult time. I said, oh. She said, I just recently went through a divorce, and in doing so, I just didn't even feel worthy to go to church. I just thought, you know, it's okay. I just will stay home. And she said, but in doing so, and seeing you right now, it just reminds me how lonely, depressed, how, how much I really did enjoy being around the people at your church, at church. And so I just kind of give you that today, that you're in a family here at Connect. And you don't have to do life by yourself. <laughs> We're in Massachusetts, but we don't have to be in Louisiana. The lonely is by you. That we can do life together. And I reminded her, and sitting there with Michelle, we have opportunities to witness every day. And I thought about 1 Peter 5.8, and I shared with her, I said, when you're out here by yourself, you're like a sheep that's just kind of out there in the pastures. And it says in 1 Peter 5.8 that the enemy roams around like a lion, waiting to pounce, waiting to destroy, waiting to devour you. And that's exactly what happened to her. That's what, exactly what's happened to some of you that's just given up on your dreams, feeling unworthy because of past situations that are happening in your life. And I just want to say in the scriptures that it says, with a friend, you can face the worst. Some of you, like Michelle, she said, I just climb in bed every day. It's really hard to even get up out of work. 
And I said, you know what? You are such the person that is doing exactly what we say that people do. They get in their bed, they pull their sheets over their head, and they just tell the world to go away. And God says, that's not how you're supposed to be. You're supposed to stand firm and go through life, confident, able, gracious, amazing, going through life, doing what God's called you to do. And then I thought about other mechanisms that people do. Some of you, when things are tough, you get in a car, and where do you go? You just drive real far. Some of you don't even know where you're going but you're just in that car, you're alone. And that's when the enemy can pounce on you and cause you to just think differently. And then there's one other place that some of you travel to, and that's the bubbles. Some of you actually go to the bubbles to get rid of the troubles. And some of you, the bubbles are like a bath. Some of you, the bubbles are in a bottle. (laughs) But I'm saying to you, you will not find the answers in any of these places, unless in those places you're on your knees looking for the source of what can help you pull yourself out of that bayou, the loneliest bayou. With that, Ecclesiastic says, with a friend, you can face the worst. You don't have to do life alone. You do not have to do life alone. Friends come and friends go, but a true friend sticks with you like a family member. That's what the Connect Community Church is, a family. And I'm just so excited to be back. I was here a couple years ago and worked with the ladies and just we shared together. And I was here yesterday and I saw so many hearts just open up and connections and pieces where everybody was connecting with each other. That's why you're called Connect Community, is you're meant to connect with each other and do life alone. Well, in the next clip, you're going to see that Ellie has moved on in life. She has passed away. And now Carl is left with kind of a lonely feeling. He's feeling like he didn't fulfill all of Ellie's dreams. And he's taking it on himself with a regret feel. We've all been there somehow, some way, in some form of our life, we've had a regret. Let's see how Carl handles it. What do I do now, Ellie? Morning, gentlemen. Good morning, Mr. Fredrickson. You ready to go? <laughs> ready as I'll ever be. Would you do me a favor and take this? I'll meet you at the van in just a minute. I, uh, want to say one last goodbye to the old place. 
Sure. Take all the time you need, sir. That's typical. He's probably going to the bathroom for the 80th time. <laughs> You'd think he'd take better care of this house. He patted the mailbox. What do we do now, Ellie? We've all been there, where all of a sudden there's the reality that we have unfulfilled promises, unfulfilled dreams, situations that we thought by this time in life it would have happened. And we're sitting there like Carl. What do I do now? And in that moment, we can make a choice. We can wallow in it, or we can do something about it. What can we do to make a difference, a change? It's never too late to fulfill a promise or a dream if God has placed it in your heart. That's in your notes. Circle that. I almost want to start a Taylor Swift song, but I know I'm in church. It's never, ever, 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 ever too late to start <laughs> to fulfill your dream. And I don't think that's exactly how she sings it, because I don't know. But I do have um, some teenage girls at the house, and sometimes they listen, and I just hear this never, ever, ever, ever going on. But it's never too late to ever fulfill your dream. If God placed that in your heart, don't give up on it. Hope. But hope deferred, look what it says in the scriptures. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. I believe it's coming up. But a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. It's in your notes. If you allow hope just to kind of leave you, and yet it's a dream that God gave you, you will feel uneasy. Because you're meant to live out that dream. You're not meant to stay in an uneasy situation going, oh, I hope I can. I wish I could. I could have done this. I would have done that. That's living in a double-minded world that we talked about even yesterday at our ladies' event. But God says, there's a scripture I want to give you that's not in your notes, but really felt led to put it here. And so it's 2 Corinthians 7.10. You might want to just write this one down. 2 Corinthians 7.10. And with that, it says, Godly sorrow brings repentance and leaves no regret, but worldly sorrow brings death. There are times the reason you have such an uneasiness is because godly sorrow brings repentance. Some of you are thinking about something in your life right now that you wished could be different. And right now, it's a repentant heart. That means about face. Our oldest son is 30, and he's in the Navy. And in the Navy, he, he knows all about repent, in a sense, to do an about-face and have to make a new direction, a new life. And Nick had to do exactly that. And some of you are here today, and that's what God is saying to you. This morning, you can do an about-face. 
you can come back to what God has placed in your heart. Or you can help somebody make it come true. Because we're talking about healthy relationships. Allow us to dream. And healthy relationships allow us to think differently and build us up and to promote us. In this next clip, you're going to see that all of a sudden, here's Carl lifted up in his house and away he's going to South Africa, South America. And in doing so, all of a sudden, he hears a knock on the door. He's up in the air. He's thinking, who could that be? And lo and behold, right before he took off, a little wilderness explorer with his satch all on, ready to earn his last merit badge in helping an elderly assistant, he's on the front porch. And he got sucked up into the air with, with Carl. And so he's on this journey now, kind of unannounced, but he's there. You're going to see him. But he starts to tell Carl, you know, I have a situation in my life. And my dad, he's not there anymore. He used to be there. We used to do cool things like eat ice cream on the curb together. And he was just starting to tell Carl all these things that he had in his heart of how a relationship should be. Let's take a look. You know what, Mr. Fredrickson? The wilderness isn't quite what I expected. Yeah? How so? It's kind of wild. I mean, it's not how they made it sound in my book. Get used to that, kid. My dad made it sound so easy. He's really good at camping and how to make fire from rocks and stuff. He used to come to all my sweat lodge meetings. And afterwards, we'd go get ice cream at Fenton's. I always get chocolate and he gets butterbrickle. Then we sit on this one curb right outside, and I'll count all the blue cars and he counts all the red ones, and whoever gets the most wins. I like that curb. That might sound boring, but I think the boring stuff is the stuff I remember the most. You know, I just want to sit here for just a moment on, as a parent. And it's the little things that mean the most. And whether you're a parent or just a single and out there with people around you, friendships, people at your work, it's the little things that people remember. We think we got to always plan that next big celebration, that next big vacation, that next big birthday, when really deep down inside, we remember those little things. Like I remember my dad just saying, kid, so proud of you. I, I can't even recall half the big birthdays that I had and the big vacations that we went on. But those little things mean so much to us for healthy relationships. And in doing so, I submit that we often focus on these big things too much. And so as 1 John 3.18 says in your notes, let us stop just saying we love people. Let us really love them and show it by our actions. The people that you came in the door with, they need to hear it, but they need to see it. The people here at Connect as a family, they need you to be together in relationship. I mean, you could come here on the weekends for some amazing preaching as they preach out, but then you leave. You need to get in groups. You need to get in relationships because life happens in the context of relationships. And so as we go into understanding here what this next, they're on this little journey together. They're traveling together. And all of a sudden, Carl's starting to kind of open up a little bit. He's seeing Russell and he's kind of thinking about Russell's life and how Russell has unfulfilled dreams. And he's kind of thinking about his own unfulfilled dreams. And he just kind of sits back and he's thinking, hmm, could there be more? than just trying to fulfill 
this dream for Ellie? Is there something for him? Let's have a look. want us anymore.
you know, we should almost say, ah. Oh. It's like even the men in the house can say, ah. Oh. <laughs> it is a kind of a girly movie, but, you know, I watched it with my husband, and I heard him go, ah, oh, in that moment. <laughs> you know, I hope that we all get to the place like Carl did, where it just clicks, that relationships are not always about the destination, that relationships are about a true, meaningful life together, and that it's not about possessions. You know, I heard somebody once say, you never see a hearse driving a U-Haul behind them. <laughs> you can't take all of those achievements and awards and possessions with you. And when people come to their final days, they don't ask for all of that to come off their walls and all of their possessions and go get everything out of their bank and sit it at their feet. They ask for the people in their life that meant the most to come and be with them. Carl learned that he didn't have to go after this life of Paradise Falls. His life was paradise. Your life is paradise. If you can live in the now and give it to God and say, have your way and help me to be able to fulfill the dreams so that you, God, can be glorified in everything I say and everything I do. That's what life's about. King Solomon, he was the wisest king, and he had the most possessions of all kings. And he said in Ecclesiastics, if you want to see in your notes, Again, I saw something meaningless under the sun. There was a man alone. He had, he had neither son nor brother. There was no end to his toil, yet his eyes were not content with his wealth. For whom am I toiling, he asked, and why am I depriving myself of enjoyment? This, too, is meaningless. Guys, we don't want to live a meaningless life. We want to have fun and fulfillment. We don't want to be busy doing the things that we're not supposed to do. We want to be full of what God's called us to do, to live out our dreams. And so as you finalize this last clip, they're back home. They landed somehow. You'll have to watch the movie to find out. They land back home, and now here's Carl going to his wilderness adventure to get his last badge at his merit badge. And he's standing there. And take a look to see what kind of fulfillment he has and Carl has in this final clip. Explorers will graduate to senior explorers. For extreme mountaineering lore, congratulations, Jimmy. For wild animal defensive arts, congratulations, Brandon. For assisting the elderly, uh, Russell, is there someone that, uh... <clears throat> Excuse me. Pardon me, old man coming through. I'm here for him. Congratulations, Russell. Sir? Russell, for assisting the elderly and for performing above and beyond the call of duty, I would like to award you the highest honor I can bestow. The Ellie Badge. So let's give a big explorer call to our brand new senior wilderness explorers. Ready, everybody? Hydrant. 
Maybe I need new glasses. The final point I want to say is healthy relationships bring healing. They help you to acquire your dreams. They help you to stand in difficulties. And they help you to heal. Carl healed. And so did Russell in that scene. They brought fulfillment into their life. And as we come into a close for this session of just time together and thinking through what God's word says, we see the final scripture. It says in 1 Peter, Above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sin. You know, I don't know where you sit today in your world. I don't know about your relationships, your trials, your tribulations, your heart dreams, your innermost. I'm probably not the person you're going to say, I want to tell you everything about my life. (laughs) I know I'm probably not going to be that Ellie for you in that case or Carl. But I am here for just a moment in a season in life just to be here for such a time as this. God ordained me to be here for just a moment with you. And I'm just going to ask you to go into a time of prayer with me. Just to ask you to close your eyes. And I'm just going to lead us into a thought. God, I know there's many of us, even myself included, that have sat here and wondered. And wondered why things have not been fulfilled in our life. But I know you're the God of all. You're the God of promises. You're the God that fulfills dreams and hopes and heals. And so right now, there's relationships in this room that need to be healed. There's people sitting in this room, your people, Father, that need to hear you say, I am proud of you. You will fulfill your dreams. Hang in there. Do not fear, for I am your God. Do not be dismayed, for I am your Lord. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you in my righteous right hand. Thank you for that, Father. And I just ask right now, if there is anybody in this place that is dealing with unhealthy relationships, that you just lay it at Jesus' feet right now. And some of you, you sit here and you say, I wish I could, but I don't even have that relationship. Maybe you're in this place this morning and you're saying, I need healthy relationships, but I can't even get there because I need to have the relationship with the one that can help me get there. And I've realized that as I sit here that I've been doing it on my own and on my own and I've lived in a shoulda, coulda, woulda world. But I am ready to let that go and say yes and make Jesus my Lord and my Savior, my healthiest relationship of all so that he can help me to fulfill all the rest and help my relationships in my life be healthier. If that's you in this place today, in just a moment, I'm going to ask you just to slip up your hand so I can just pray and believe with you. And also, there's some of you in here that have drifted away. You've drifted away from Jesus. You've drifted away from relationships in your life. You've isolated yourself. You've come to a place where you feel like there is a pounce from the enemy on you, devouring you. And you want to get right back in relationship with Jesus. That is also an offer for you. So if you're in this place and you're in either one of those categories, if you would just slip up your hand so I can see you right now. I see it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. God, you see their hands, you see their hearts. They're opening up, open and transparent right now. They are for you. Just say this prayer in your heart as I say it out loud. Father, I thank you for loving me. I thank you that you sent your only son to die on the cross for me. Jesus, thank you for taking my sin, 
my guilt, my shame, my regrets. Thank you for dying on the cross with them so that I might live. I just accept you as the healthiest relationship I can have right here, right now. I confess with my mouth. I believe in my heart that you are my Lord and my Savior. And I thank you for that. And I love you and give you the glory for what you're going to do to continue to help my dreams come true for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.